Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, after winning nine series in a row, the Yankees finally uh, took one on the chin this weekend against the Chicago White Sox. They come in here and uh, have a little re- revenge at Yankee Stadium, uh, sweeping both games of the doubleheader and taking two out of three. Uh, we'll get into that as well as the Yankees now you know, up against the wall a little bit with some injuries here. And then uh, Aaron Hicks is really struggling at the plate. And a little off the field incident involving Josh Donaldson. We got a little more insight on what sparked that uh, kind of bench clearing, uh, I guess, you know, it wasn't a fight, but I guess uh, cleared the benches on the opening game uh, on Saturday. Uh, before we get into that, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Section 420 Talking Yankees, get notified when new content comes up, get uh, multiple content uh, refreshes throughout the week, get wrap-ups, little rants, little news, little notes, little story time, all good stuff, Section 420 Talking Yankees, the podcast. Uh, so again, the Yankees were rolling it hot, probably maybe, you know, you could say maybe one of the best teams in baseball. And Chicago comes in here and it takes two out of three. And now the Yankees are going to deal with some uh, injuries. Uh, kind of touched upon it the other day. Of course, Luis Heal uh, was announced that uh, he's going to go down under the knife with Tommy John surgery. So goodbye to 2022, as well as probably a chunk of 2023. And also as well, as we kind of hinted to, Chad Green also opted for Tommy John surgery. He was kind of questionable a little bit. It seemed like it was going to go down that road anyway. And ultimately, he decided that he too will now uh, go under the knife. So now uh, the Yankees lose both heel uh, again that's more of a minor league thing maybe spot soda but of course chad green one of the main cogs out of the yankee bullpen uh even though he's just he really hasn't been himself the last year or so i mean still but still one of uh one of the better arms though uh in the yankee pen and now he's gonna be gone so again now the yankees a little bit short there and of course now it's just been announced that old chapman um also now not really on the injury reserve list uh as of yet but uh seemed like his achilles is balking him up a little bit and partially probably the reason why uh, you know, he ended up taking the loss in the uh, the opening, the opener of that doubleheader. So we'll get into it and kind of touch upon the first game. Um, you know, it was really the highlight of the game early on was uh, DJ LeMayu hitting a grand slam in the second inning, which at that point put the Yankees up 5 nothing over Dallas Keuchel and getting a little re- revenge on Keuchel. Again, when the Yankees went to Chicago a week or so ago, uh, Keuchel shut them down for five innings, so it was good to put a crooked number up. Even though it was a Yankee Stadium right field type of home run just over the wall, hey, it still counts as four, put the Yankees up. Uh, five nothing now. Cortez wasn't that sharp. Uh, you know, went five innings, did serve up a three run home run himself, and Chicago did claw back at one point, making it six five. Uh, but then in the sixth inning, with bases loaded, Anthony Rizzo hitting uh, sacrifice fly to make the game seven five, and the Yankee bullpen was able to hold it down. And interestingly enough, uh, Boone went with uh, Clay Holmes to col- uh, close it out, which you would kind of scratch your head a little bit because Thursday was the uh, afternoon Baltimore game with Chapman. Uh, didn't pitch, and of course Chapman didn't pitch Friday because the game was the Friday game was rained out, uh, which is why they had the uh, doubleheader on Sunday. So you know Chapman was technically fresh, but but probably because maybe the Achilles was balking him a little bit. So I guess Boone decided not to go with him on the Saturday game. Figured give him an, an extra day off, and Clay Holmes was able to finish out the job. But of course the big story there was as we uh, mentioned in the last episode, uh, it seemed like you know Josh Donaldson and um, Tim uh, Anderson were kind of going back and forth a little bit with each other. And then later on, we saw um, the catcher and also Donaldson afterwards kind of drawing back with each other. It's like, what's going on here? And it even seemed like uh, last time when the Yankees uh, visited Chicago, there was a play where Anderson slid hard into third with Donaldson covered. And it seemed like there was a little bit of a push-off, and they kind of drawed it back a little bit. So it seemed like there was something going on with these two. We didn't really know what it was. And then we found out after the game that Donaldson referred to Anderson as Jackie, was referencing uh, Jackie Robinson, and apparently in tw- 2019 there was uh, an article where Anderson made some weird statement where he's like he considered himself uh, this the Jackie Robinson of this age, uh, 
whatever. I mean, it's kind of a little bizarre thing to say. And I guess Donaldson was kind of teasing him, calling him Jackie that way. But of course, Donaldson being white and Anderson being black, you know, Anderson took it as it was sort of a little racial undertone to it. Uh, again, this seems from all things being considered, I don't think, you know, Donaldson meant it that way. I think it was just more just kind of pepper him a little bit. That, you know, like, who are you to call yourself? Jackie Robinson, who was, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, great player, whatever, legendary player and all that stuff. But Anderson's like a good player, but come on, you know, it would be like, uh, you know, Donaldson's calling himself this age is uh, George Brett or something. You know, it's just something like, you know, a little over your heads there. So I don't think Donaldson meant anything that way. But again, you know, obviously it's a very sensitive situation, uh, you know, anything with racial, especially after 2020 and all the George Floyd stuff and everything going on with cancel culture and this and that. Donaldson should have enough sense to just, you know, keep that one in the back pocket. Again, Donaldson likes to, you know, get into people's face a bit, rub people the wrong way. Remember last season, uh, he kind of called out Garrett Cole for using the spite attack rip. So, you know, Donaldson has no problem letting his lips fly a little bit. And, you know, in one way it's good. It gives the team some edge and kind of gets under people's skin a little bit if that's the, little game, like, the game he likes to play. But, again, and of all the topics and all things you can needle someone with, anything with racial, that probably should just put that one in the back pocket, even though I don't think he meant it in that way. But, again, he should have used – a little bit, just have a little bit of awareness of that. Now, let's just say he called Anderson Jackie out of nowhere with no pretext of that 2019 article. Then I would say, yes, there's definitely some sort of racial thing in there. And, you know, okay, that's a little bit more. I think this is him being a bit of a goofball. Anderson probably took it too much. And I don't know, at the time, you know, White Sox were struggling a little bit. The Yankees had beaten, beaten them up at the time. Maybe a little frustration there. And he, sometimes you need a little bit of motivation. You know, you need some bulletin board material Get, get the team fired up, get the benches clear, he gets everyone fired up. And maybe Anderson kind of did that. And then, hey, you got to say at that point it probably worked because then the White Sox end up winning the next two games uh, on this, for the Sunday doubleheader. So um, Major League Baseball is currently investigating the situation. I don't think there's going to be any ramifications. Again, it's not like he used any sort of racial slur. I just think, again, Donaldson's being stupid there. And this you should have better awareness. Even Boone called it out and said, look, uh, Donaldson should have should not have said that. So there'll be an investigation. I don't think any suspensions or anything like that. I just think it's just kind of they'll have a talking to and they'll kind of be that. Um, as for the second game, now again the Friday game got rained out, so they decided to have the double header on Sunday and the opening game. Uh, Jameson Tyone on the mound uh, against uh, Johnny Cuarto, thirty six old. He's been around for a while, uh, but it was Cuarto who kind of shined this game. I mean, Tyone wasn't terrible. Terrible. I would just say the only good part about that is that he. Had a, a season-high seven innings, only gave up one run. Uh, unfortunately for the Yankees, though, they decided not to score any runs at all. Uh, so Cueto had a one nothing lead, and it wasn't until the eighth inning uh, where Aaron Judge hit a clutch home run, down 0-2 in the count, uh, which is usually not going to get a good pitch to hit, is able to uh, blast one to left field, almost into the second deck there, tied the game at 1-1 at that point, and then in the ninth inning, in the game, even though it wasn't a, a safe situation, Boone decided to go with Chapman, and unfortunately, I guess that Killy Heal, I don't know if that was the reason why, uh, but he wasn't at his best. Um, ended up giving up a home run to A.J. Pollock, which broke the tie, gave Chicago the 2-1 lead. And then he got smacked around again, gave up a double, which then gave Chicago a 3-1 lead. And that would be your final score as the Yankees kind of whimpered out there, um, you know, only scoring the one run via the judge home run and again being shut down by Chicago pitching. Now, was that because of, you know, the Donaldson comment that kind of had the team beaten down and all this and that? I don't know. It's just whatever uh, it's hard to say that. But the Yankees had an opportunity to redeem themselves in the second game, the nightcap, with Luis Severino on the mound. Uh, unfortunately, it was the same situation as the first game. The starting pitching was great by Severino. Actually, with seven innings of shutout baseball, 
but the Yankee offense, again, couldn't muster anything. And it was kind of surprising because it was like 90 degree, very muggy. You'd think that's the type of uh, weather that the ball would be flying out for the Yankees, but no, it wasn't the case. And the Yankees shut down by uh, Michael Kopech, uh, who, again, when the Yankees went out to Chicago as well, uh, pretty much uh, shut the Yankees down as well. Uh, continue where he picked off from Chicago here, and the Yankees, again, were able to touch him. And then finally, uh, Chicago was able to break through late. Uh, the Yankee bullpen, mainly Loisga, I ended up giving it, uh, three, um, put a few runners on, got slapped around a bit, and then Miguel Castro came out, ended up serving a three-run home run to that aforementioned Tim Anderson, uh, who, the, again, the Yankee fans kind of jeered him a little bit before the game, calling him Jackie as well. So I guess the fans kind of uh, getting under their skin a little bit too, and they're kind of just playing upon the, the, the Donaldson joke there. Uh, but again, Anderson would have the last layoff, hitting a three-run home run, which then uh, would eventually put the uh, White Sox up 5 nothing, And the Yankees went quietly into the night, losing 5 nothing. So again, they got swept for both games, 3-1, to 5 to nothing. Uh, again, can't really po- uh, point to the starting pitching. I'm going to tell you, Aaron was fa- fabulous for uh, first game, only gave up the one run, seven innings, same as Severino. Gave up no runs, went seven innings, five strikeouts. So again, but the Yankee offense, nowhere to be seen. And again, people really... Kind of right now honing on uh, Aaron Hicks, uh, who's right now about the, the Mendoza line 200. Uh, really struggling. I mean, he got up to a pretty de- decent start of the season, but really you know, not only on the plate, but in the, in the field as well, uh, making some you know just some more bad angles on some of these balls now lately. And it's just, uh, it seems like, you know, he's just in a little, a little bad spot right now. Could be, again, he's coming off for a surgery, so maybe he's just still dealing with some stuff. He's trying to rehab and get back to form. But again, really struggling at the plate there. And again, it seems like, Everyone's kind of honing on him as the, uh, guess the, you know, that's the reason why, uh, you know, the, the offense has been slumping a little bit. Even, you know, if you look at that uh, Thursday Baltimore game, great, they came back. But for most of the way, they were kind of whimpering silent in that game. The only good news is that that looks like, you know, Clay Holmes, when Boone goes to him, he's able to, you know, handle it. He's in there. So at least as a backup plan, you know, you have Holmes. That's good. And, of course, um, Michael King this season has kind of emerged as one of the big, unsu- you know, surprising big arms in the, in the in the for the Yankee bullpen kind of makes up a little bit for the the I guess the poor performance or the loss of Chad Green so kind of makes up there but again a situation where probably Cash was going to scramble try to find another arm somewhere somehow uh so uh and also I should mention that uh, Gallo and Higgy uh need to be placed on the COVID protocol no reports yet of anyone else catching anything so I guess uh this might be the Omnicron 2 phase maybe just going through the Yankee team and the really racked the Yankees bad last season a lot of players uh, needed to be, uh, you know, shut down for a while. So uh, to be determined when Gallo and Higgy will return, uh, but they're going to be gone for for a little bit. Not really, you know, terrible with Higgy because Trevino's fine. Uh, you know, uh, he's more than adequate to handle the job. Gallo, again, same as Hicks, you know, not really gr- hitting great, but still you would like his defense in left field. And he does have a good eye at the play. He could at least draw some walks, you know, when necessary. But, of course, you know, Gallo and Hicks, uh, you know, really struggling there in the uh, batting average department. So for the Yankees, uh, you know, got to take a little slap on the chin here. They're going to have to kind of look in the mirror and check themselves. Baltimore Orioles coming to the town a little bit. And, uh, you know, for the Baltimore, they got some players back. They're a little bit healthy. They're going to be a little bit feisty. Uh, some of those, you know, when the Yankees went down there, yeah, they took three out of four. But some of those games are kind quite close. I mean, could have went either way. So I think Baltimore are going to come here and be tough. I don't think it's going to be a total cakewalk. Uh, but it is an opportunity, you know, having Cole starting the first game, uh, the first game of the three-game set at home for the Yankees, opportunity to get opportunity to get off on the right foot, and hopefully the Yankees can get back into that mode of winning series, which, again, the Yankees won nine in a row before uh, dropping to the Chicago White Sox. So that's all we got. So Section 420 Talking Yankees. Uh, make sure you check out, subscribe to the podcast, and let's beat them birds. Mm-hmm.